What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Martian and Aussie podcast. This week, we are back to analyze the UFC card going down in Las Vegas this weekend, headlined by the title fight between Alexa Grasso defending her belt against Valentina Shevchenko in the rematch. 11 UFC fights going down. UFC Noche, as they're calling it, a big Mexican influence. And we're joined by uh, a Mexico representative himself here, Ozzy. How are we doing this week, my man? Hola, amigos. We're back. Um, you know, monumental, you know, monumental event here. Um, no, but in all seriousness, um, I am not Mexican, but obviously I've been I've been flying the flag and and kind of uh, I don't like to say the word touting, but you know, uh, supporting a lot of these Mexican fighters, you know, thus far, you know, they've definitely been uh, been paying off, you know, in a big way. So. You know, cool event going on over here. You know, main event um, with a with a rematch um, that I'm 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 actually pretty interested in. So uh, so yeah, it should be a good event coming off. You know, a nice the, the nice international kick um, that we've been on, and uh, it's been a good uh, decent few weeks for sure. Yeah, three events in a row from uh, international territory. This one isn't officially. But I kind of like what they're doing here. They're putting Shevchenko on a, a, a fight night. They're doing a big arena, the T-Mobile arena, for uh, a fight night. So I think this is, you know, a step in the right direction. You know, Shevchenko had been the co-main event on so many pay-per-views and had ruined so many pay-per-views. And she finally lost in her last fight. It was great to see. And they're doing it a, mm-hmm. a rematch. I guess she's, I guess she's earned it, honestly. But uh, last week. Um, Okay week for me, kind of a slight loss, break-even week for me. Uh, Sean Strickland winning in the, in the main event was a glorious, Ooh. magnificent moment. Uh, will go down as, I think, one of the like the funniest and just coolest moments to happen in recent history. Um, not too much else memorable about that card. Dos Santos and Cop was a fun fight. Volkov destroyed a couple of quick knockouts on the main card. Any thoughts from uh, last week from you? Um, yeah, I mean, I just thought that, um, Sean, uh, did a, did a great job in, in continuing, you know, pressuring Izzy, definitely some areas overlooked, you know, by me. Um, but I, I was, uh, I caught like the last two fights live and I was watching with two friends of mine and one of them was, uh, was seeing the main event and he was like, well, you know what, uh, it looks like that he's not even trying, which is so interesting. Cause that's exactly what Sean Strickland was saying afterwards. Um, and I agreed, but, uh. But yeah, that was that was great. What you know, how I think how he uh, set that all up, and uh, you know, for just full commitment. And I mean, if you think about it, it's not that crazy because you know, Sean Strickland has been a very consistent guy. Has fought the top of the you know the top of the weight class. Has a lot of great wins, um, and has been around in the game for a long time. So looking forward to him being an active champion. You know, maybe getting another fight in before the year is over. I'd prefer not to see a rematch, but um, we'll see. We'll see what they uh, what they come out uh, with. But it was it was a good event for me overall. I think uh, I had uh, you know a main money line bet in Juset. Um, I think I went on the you know our buddy Sean Orr's uh, uh, podcast or whatever his Twitter spaces. You know talked about the round robins for a lot of the overs and uh, and and most of them came in except for if, if basically if if Jenkins didn't you know dislocate his elbow, I would have had almost a perfect night. So you know a little bit of a bad beat, but it ended up being a a, a very very good night. So let, let's duplicate that to, uh, in this week's uh, event. 
I saw a tweet that some like I don't know Fanduel Canada had future odds for Sean Strickland's fight up, and I think DDP was like minus three hundred over Strickland. Yeah, so. that's, that's definitely not you know real, but anyway, <laughs> oh, anyway, I hope I hope that's the fight they book. Honestly, fuck a rematch. Let's get let's get that uh new new fights, bro. Fuck fuck rematches. We're we got one this weekend. I guess it's kind of deserved because Shevchenko did defend her belt a million times, but the UFC loves rematches. We need to get away from that shit, but. Enough about last week. We're starting things off in the main event category here. We're sticking with the format. People liked it last week. We're starting off things hot. Make sure y'all stick around to the end, though, because, I mean, maybe not on this card, but we're going to be still giving some hard-hitting analysis. For instance, last week, we both bet and picked set. That was the first fight on the card. So if you stayed to the very end, you got some good info on last week. I don't know if we'll be giving any bets for uh, Nutsin versus Man, but uh, the sentiment still holds. So, oh, but, um, but 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 otherwise, you you really love to start off with Nutsin versus Man, right? That that this is what I had to tell this guy. Let's go, come on, start like go ahead with the with the start off main the, event, the, the first fight, the Jesus the champion, Christ. the champion, uh, La Mexicana, El uh, Alexa Grasso taking on Valentina Shevchenko. The odds for this one have Shevchenko minus 179, Alexa Grasso plus 154. Two-way action coming in on this one. Uh, Shevchenko got down to minus 150, I think, at one point. Uh, she's taking some action now. I'll um, start this one off, I guess. And, you know, I don't really have a, a firm take on this fight. A lot of people are thinking, oh, Shevchenko is going to be, you know, easy money. She was up to one in the first fight. She was minus 800 in the first fight. That that type of thinking has led us down before, most recently in the Usman versus Leon trilogy. They're thinking, oh, Usman was really close to winning. He was up on the scorecards. He was a big favorite. And people thought that Usman would just be, you know, automatic there. And I got a real nasty feeling about that one as it was creeping up, even though I did bet Usman, too, to be, to be fair. But uh, I made a mistake there, and I'm not going to make it again. So I think Shevchenko will win. I think she will, you know, rectify her mistake. She'll just, you know, maybe won't throw throw as many head and arm throws as as she typically does. Try not to get her back taken again. I mean, it did cost her the fight against Grasso. It nearly cost her the fight against Santos. I mean, if this woman has any IQ, she would be like, let me stop going to the head and arm throws and getting my back taken here. So I think Shevchenko will come in prepared. We'll get her belt back. We'll win the fight by decision. I think the line on the fight going the decision uh, is probably the best bet on the entire uh on the fight because I just don't see where this fight finishing 50% of the time comes from or even anywhere near, you know, 45 or above. So I'll go Shevchenko decision. And that's enough about this one for me. Awesome. Great. So, um, you know, I'm so glad that I could start, you know, t with talking about this fight instead of that man, you know, that man fight. Um, but yeah, so you got this rematch here. I think that Grosso, you know, she comes into the fight and, um, you know, fighting a girl like Valentina, Valentina just comes off to me with the kind of style that is easier to fight them after, like, when you fight them more than once. And especially her grappling style, like, that kind of, you know, weird Russian, you know, kind of like, she's almost like a female version in terms of grappling, dude, of uh, Alexi Olenek, dude. Like, that, she likes doing the same kind of, you know, th that's like same kind of style. They want to, like, head and arm grab you pull you in, hip toss you, do stuff like that. Um, if you've seen any of, like, old school Alexio Olenek especially, you know, I know you're a casual merchant, so you haven't. Um, we saw a different but, Russian uh, Alexi Olenek last weekend in Volkov using his choke. 
That's right. Yeah. So that's the kind of grappler. You know, she likes going for this head and arm throw. She doesn't really fight for underhooks often. Uh, when 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 uh, like Alexa, you know, kind of used the clinch. Alexa went for a takedown on her. So I just don't think that Valentina is a better submission grappler at all. Like some people that see the submission as a fluke, I totally do not agree because she just puts herself in bad uh, uh, grappling situations often. Um, and like it, like the choke, for example. When she turns her back, dude, you know, once uh, Alexa gets her back and, you know, she could have, like, been down protecting the hooks, you know, let's say, or even after the hooks get put in, she could have been having her hands on the on, on the choking hands or spinning to her back. She did none of those things. And Alexa, Alexa basically there, I'm describing three different moves that she did. She latched onto her back. She jumped the hooks in. Once they, and then once they were on the floor, she locked in a rear naked choke. Before Valentina did any defensive maneuvers you understand what i mean martian this girl's not really with i don't know what it is but even the time that she gets caught in the guillotine same kind of thing alexa had a guillotine at the end of i don't know if it was the second or the third round i, I don't recall um but then even like you said in the tatiana uh talia santos like in the fifth round the girl goes for like that head and arm throw and if talia santos would have stayed on top of her she would have won the belt so, you know, she kind of just does weird things that put her in bad grappling situation. And Alexa Grasso is continuing to improve her grappling. So I think she could have, and, and, and you know, in that, in that arena, maybe they're quick stand-ups. You know, it's not like Valentina has great ground to pound. Um, and she doesn't really have great guard passing. It's like she, she kind of got sliced through her that one time. But she really couldn't hold her down there. So I don't know about the fight. I think on the feet... You know, there, there could be it could be back and forth. I'm I'm only concerned with Valentina's kicks because she didn't use them that much in the first fight. But I I too like this fight to go the distance. But you know, I, I, if if a finish happens, I do think it's like a Alexa Russell submission again. So I wouldn't be surprised at that. Um, and I am considering maybe having some kind of play on Alexa, you know, like that, like a submission or something like that. But I think she's very live to 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 keep her belt and. But I would need, you know, I like uh, the plus one. You can't really, I, I don't think it's a very good bet to be under plus 150. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I, could, I could revise that thinking. I want to look at it a little bit too. Valentina has always been a little bit of a training nomad. You know, does she, does she has a little bit of an interesting situation where her trainer, her sister, you know, all that stuff. So mm, I, 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 I will want to like just look at where are they, you know, because. I know that she she had been around here, or actually in the New York area, in the New Jersey, like training uh, some stuff around here, but not not recently, like in her camps in the past. But then she's been in Colorado, so I don't know. So I I want to also look at that. But there there are no distances up play. There are no fluke rear naked chokes either. Like no matter how so. tired you were, Ozzy, like do you really think like somebody like way levels below you was gonna rear naked choke you? Probably not. I just think that it showed that fight kind of showed that Valentina's not like so much better than her. And, and like, you know, it's a very intriguing rematch. I definitely, I definitely like that it's a main event in a, you know, its own little spot here. Uh, enough about that one, though. Moving on to the co main event. Great matchup here. Kevin Holland taking on Jack Della Maddalena. Odds for this one have JDM minus 159, Holland plus 139. At one point, Kevin Holland was a favorite just about uh, a week or so ago. Uh, it was kind of a pick 'em line. Yep, September 8th, he was minus 105. Now all the way up to plus 139. What do you think of the big action here on JDM, Ozzy? Man, this is an intriguing fight. I definitely think this could be. This is like the gambler's main event, maybe even the fans' main event, given that, you know, 
the the popularity of Kevin Holland. Um, and here in this fight, I mean, it's definitely intriguing for me as well. You know, I, I, I do see how Kevin Holland in the past, some of his strategic misfalls, you know, sometimes his, his striking volume is not that high. Um, you know, so I think he maybe fancies himself more of a one-hitter quitter kind of guy as opposed to like an accumulation and, you know, a com- combination guy that like Jack Della Maddalena is. Um, but this fight, I just feel that the, the durability of Holland could be big here. You know, Madalena, with the as he's been going up the ladder, I feel the, the guys have been uh, taking the shots a little bit better. And Kevin Holland, for one, has, uh, I don't think he's ever been, maybe I think he has one loss by a uh, knockout, but he's the one that usually does the knocking out. Um, so, you know, I, I do think that, uh, Madalena sometimes invites some big, uh, big strikes to come his way with his, you know, uh, you know, f- uh, pressure style and, you know, aggression. Uh, and, and I do see some openings potentially if Kevin Holland is able to, you know, withstand, you know, k- keep his guard up, uh, see some of these shots coming, uh, him offering something that could trouble Jack. Um, but this line's have been going back and forth a lot, um, I, I kind of like, I, I just kind of think that Kevin Holland, for one, like, even if he's getting hurt here, his submission grappling, I think, is pretty solid. It's, it's just going to be hard to finish Kevin Holland. So I like fading, you know, kind of like uh, basically the KO line of Jack and, you know, the having the goals of distance here has been getting a better, the price has been getting a bit better. My nose is a little stuffed up, so I apologize. Apologies for that. But, uh... But yeah, I like the goes the distance a little bit. But I, I I do think sneakily this fight, a similar thing to the Randy Brown fight could happen here with a submission, you know, with a, a club and sub kind of situation. But for both guys as well. So I, I was liking Kevin, uh, K, his KO, but actually that, that, that did go up. So that was not like, a th- you know, under four to one. It's not up to five to one. But also ends by submission in this fight is uh, plus 500. So I kind of like the goes the distance. With the ends by submission and fading both KO lines, but mainly I'm fade. I like fading the Jack. I just don't really think that Jack is putting Kevin away easily by knockout. So it's a very intriguing fight for me. I do think Kevin is very live here, uh, but it could be a split decision kind of fight. Honestly, I could see that as well. Yeah, a lot, a lot of good points there. Um, Holland has been knocked out, but it was a, a doctor stoppage or corner stoppage in that in that Wonder Boy fight. That's so the never only one. actually. And he also, I mean, he's absorbed so many strikes. I mean, was he eating head kicks straight to the side of the head? And I remember thinking, oh, he's cutting down to 170 now. His chip might not be as good. It's just as good, if not better. I mean, this dude can take an insane amount of damage. So, and if you look at the way that Holland's been finishing, guys, kind of outside of Chiesa, has been waiting to like wear them down. Alex Oliveira had success early. Tim Means had success early. They both ran out of steam in the second. Ponzinibbio, super old. It still took him till like the 13th minute of the fight to finish him there. So I don't think that Kevin is going to finish Jack here personally. If he did, it would have to be by sub. But I, I just don't see that happening. I know we saw Angelusa put him in a sub back in the day. Honestly, that win continues to look better with Angelusa, you know, racking up wins in the UFC too. But last thing, think, what would what would Kevin Holland do the recent key? He would win. Yeah, he would win. So, you know, I think it, there's a slight chance of a Holland uh, sub here. 
But I also do agree with Ozzy's point is about the KO. I mean, plus 185 for the KO, not good enough for Jack here. I mean, I do think he's the much cleaner boxer. I do think he's going to put some hands on uh, Kevin here and, you know, probably put him in some bad spots. I just don't see him, you know, following up. You know, like uh, Ozzy said, he mentioned the JDM hurts guys often, but he he kind of, they they fall to the ground. He has to follow up. He follows up with, with either strikes or with uh, submission attempts like the Brown fight. I just don't see the follow-up after hurting him being easy for uh, JDM here. He's going to be a little bit worried about Kevin tangling him up on the ground at some point. So, the, the fight, you know, going into the third round and, and going to the decision, I think, is a good angle to play this fight. I don't know the odds on starts round three exactly right now. It's like, it's like pick up minus one time. Yeah, so I think starts three, maybe even over one and a half here as well. Uh, it's at, you know, minus 165 on some books. I think this one's going long. I think it's going to be a JDM decision. I actually have JDM money JDM decision here. is, yeah, that's interesting. It's like 350, I think you could get that. I think maybe more, right? Yes, three on fifty on some books, three seventy on mm-hmm. one. I I bet JDM money line uh at minus one twenty here, and I think this one actually will somehow stretch to a decision. It, it will be competitive at times, but I just think Jack's going to land the more damaging strikes. Uh, I just think a sharp striker like Jack can, can kind of punish Holland's, you know, tall man's defense. Never really been a, a good defensive striker. We saw uh, Wonderboy take advantage of that. It just, it just took a took him around to, you know, figure it out a little bit. So maybe look for Holland to start fast here to Jack for Jack. Uh, take a little while to get get his reads, and then I think Jack's going to take over in the second and third. So I like the fight going long and uh, JDM. But where it's at now, my uh, a plus one forty Holland. I, you know, I do think he's the side now. So, um, it's a play it long or pass at this point. Next fight, main card, bantamweight division, Raul Rosas Jr. taking on Terrence Mitchell. Odds for this one minus eight hundred Rosas and Mitchell plus five fifty. And, you know, they're, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel here to get Rosas a win. They know he's coming off a loss. They need to get his confidence back up. They- <clears throat> Oh my gosh, excuse me, I just choked. Um, they said they said who's the worst guy in the division who we can get uh Rosas back on track with a win? Terrence Mitchell is that answer. This guy is a complete bum, total role player. Uh Cameron Simon destroyed him in, in, in a round. And Rosas Jr. is likely gonna do the same. Only possible way I could see Rosas Jr. Win- losing the fight is in a similar way he lost last time, where he just uses so much gas early on that he can't keep it up and he somehow uh, gases out. But even that, man, I don't think it's possible. I think it's gonna be a Raul finish round one. And I'll pass it over to you. Um Analysis wise, don't have a lot. Just that Terrence Marshall, maybe. Um, I'm gonna circle back on this fight just to see how much I what how much I want to do on this. But I like Raul Rosa's actually round two. I'm gonna say Raul Rosa's round two. Maybe maybe uh, what's his name, Terrence? He could he could you know move around you know a little bit. Um, defend some of the jujitsu. Maybe hopefully he doesn't shoot a takedown himself. I could see Terrence M- Mitchell doing that, like doing being a you know, doofus and shooting on Raul Rosas and Raul Rosas doing like a guillotine on him. But, uh, yeah, just like, I mean, you could get like plus 600 on Ra- Raul round two. So I think that's pretty solid. So yeah, let's that's go a with decent that. angle. Also, because mm-hmm. he's thinking, oh, I just gassed out of my last fight. Let me not use all my energy in round one. Let me, you know. Yeah, or maybe he just gets caught in the guy's guard. They start clinching a little bit too much. Who knows? Yeah. 
I mean, I think what Simon finished him like what three minutes and uh, three minutes ten seconds in. So, yeah. And I mean, Simon's way better than Ra- Raul too. So Ma- remember when you thought I was I was being uh, obscure or uh, uh, being a dickhead for for cr- criticizing Rosas, and then he ended up losing his second UFC fight. Mm. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, you were criticizing another- that he lo- was beating another guy soundly. Uh no, we we have receipts on that. You were like you were like the seventeen year old is not ready to be UFC champion right now. I was like, no, I, I said I said he was if he's falling off the back of of Mando Gutierrez, this guy's not going to be that good. He's seventeen. Yeah, he he, he his ceiling is extremely low. I'll tell you that guy's okay, extremely we'll low. Sure. He'll probably he'll probably be um selling uh, chamoyas uh, probably within five years. Okay. Um. You know what those are? You ever have those? Let's Delicious. keep moving. Move <laughs> Daniel Zellhuber taking on Christos Yagos in the next fight, lightweight division. Daniel Zellhuber favorite, minus 260. Yagos plus 220. Your turn to start this one off. This fight, I like this fight to go over. Um, Yagos is a little bit low-key a tank. You know, a lot of his, uh, just, he's like, well, can, I think a lot of his uh, previous, um, you know, uh, losses like whether he be, he like would gas out stuff like that i don't think that's as much of a problem anymore so huber is kind of like a selective striker kind of dances on the outside couldn't finish lando venado although i thought he should have got that finish like they should have probably stopped that fight but lando's kind of shot yagos isn't really that shot i just i feel like he's um you know he's just ready for you know to get gritty if he needs to you know run away if he needs to um and and I just don't see honestly that big of a skill gap between the two, other than Zohuber is probably a better, more fluid kickboxer. So if you told me that you're betting on Yagos, I wouldn't say that's crazy, but I like the fight to go over the distance and uh potentially Zohuber by uh decision. Interesting. I'm gonna disagree on that one. I'm gonna go inside the distance. And I've been I've been burnt on Yagos um fights before i can never get his tempo right so this is actually probably good perfect for you. sounds um, good i that bet i bet moises great. fight to start the third round i bet uh uh glenn no scorecards i'm down significantly on yago's fights. and you're going back to so, the you're going back to the well and I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually great. i haven't i haven't bet it i'm just saying that i disagree with the over um i i think zell huber uh knockout probably uh yago's uh He's going to have to grapple here because I think, you know, standing is not going to be a complete washout. But with the way Yagos gets hurt, gets tired, and I don't think he's particularly durable either. I could see uh, Zell Hubert, you know, just dusting him on the feet. Can it, what's the height and reach advantage? You, you know, the two people, you know, the two people that have knocked out uh, Yagos Armand, uh, Armand Saru, and, and Josh Emmett. So, mm, yeah, uh, two OK fighters. Um, but I mean, we'll Zell Hooper. I'm pulling up the uh, the size. It's got to be like four inches. Uh, for nah, it's only three, but six inches of reach for Zell Hooper. Man, kids, <laughs> kids only, kids only twenty, uh, twenty four years old too. Uh, I, I think. But you're Zell sure. Hooper, but, but you think he's in the knockout, Yagos for sure. I'm telling yeah. you guys, plus money, this fight going the distance or just fading Zell Hooper to knockout is the is the right play. Trust me. I don't think so, bro. I don't think so. He's. I mean, Yagos, like I said, he's really going to have to grapple here because I think at distance he, he's in big trouble. And uh, he gasses out. He's a proven gasser. 
you know, typically seven, eight minutes into the fight, he's huffing and puffing. Um, so, you know, Zell Huber, I think, should KO uh, probably in the second or third rounds. You know, the odds are okay, plus 600, plus uh, 800, 1,000 on some books. So, yeah, I'll go 2-3 KO for Zell Huber here. Next fight is the last fight on the main card, A uh, another kind of similar analog matchup. You got the... The, the long Mexican striker Fernando Padilla taking on the more experienced veteran Kyle Nelson here, but this time in the featherweight division. And the odds for this one also similar. Uh, they have Padilla minus 241, Nelson plus 206. So I am leaning on, on the Nelson side here just because I think Nelson, I, first of all, I'll start off with Padilla. I just don't think we know enough about Padilla to be making him this big of a favorite yet. You know, he did just knock out Erosa. We've seen him beat some good uh, regional fighters uh, before he got to the UFC, but I'm just not sold enough on this guy um, to the point where I think he's going to cover this big price tag uh, versus Nelson, just because Nelson kind of thrives on making fights dirty, getting him in the clinch, pushing you against the cage, maybe grappling a little bit. And Nelson, you know, probably looked his all time best in that, that last fight against Builder. It was in his you know home country, Canada, did have some some benefits going on for him there that he's not going to have here. But I thought, uh, you know, Nelson, first of all, he he also a, a proving gasser, always gassed out, didn't gas last fight. He actually looked, you know, pretty <laughs> functional and his cardio looked better than ever. So I just think that if Padilla isn't knocking him out in the first round mm -hmm. here, uh, I think mm -hmm. this is probably going to look real close. I just don't trust Padilla enough outside the first round. He looks good. He looks promising. Uh, but just, again, can't can't lay the juice, you know, going to split decision with Nate Richardson just uh, two fights ago. Uh, just not sold enough on Padilla here. So I'll say it's dog or pass. No real uh, confident bets on this one for me. Interested to hear if you have any. Man, that, that was hilarious. So you're going the Nelson Gasser, so, you know, such a bad gasser, proving gasser. Didn't gas last time, though. No. <laughs> well, yeah, that that's, so he's improving. That, bro. Was, he's improving. That, that, that was so hilarious. So look, this fight could go one of two ways, okay? So it's either going to be Cal Nelson, you know, I guess he finds his grappling again. He, you know, uses his takedowns. He does kind of what he did in the last fight, more or less. I don't know. Or it's just going to be a kickboxing fight. Both these guys are freaking kickboxers. Um, and it's going to go, but it's going to go 15. It's going to be a 15-minute kickboxing fight. And they're giving us plus 115 here, or plus 155 on the over two and a half. I think that's crazy. Plus 180 on the goes the distance. Again, I think that's crazy. You know, Kyle Nelson is, is bad. He's not good. He's not going to think, But, but whoa, he's definitely not finishing uh, Fernando yeah. Padilla. No way. But uh, the main thing is that I, I don't think Padilla is able to finish him unless, unless he really kicks the shit out of his legs. So that is, I think, the, the main the thing that it'd be like attritional or he'll be able to really line, uh, you know, Kyle Nelson up. Uh, but there's... But, easy easy play right here on overs and the goes to distance because even if Kyle Nelson does have look Kyle Nelson his submission prop is nine to one obviously I wouldn't I want I'm not advocating playing that but even if he does grapple dude is gonna be is gonna take him time it's control time so we could get a grappling kind of you know a little mixed in decision we get a grappling only thing uh mixed in or we could get a kickboxing fight for 15 minutes so definitely uh, prop play on the goals goals uh decision here. Yeah, looking a little closer at some of the lines over one and a half minus one thirty five on DK. I think that's good. I, like you said, it, we're just fading Nelson finishing here. Padilla might knock him out early on, but 
I put Nelson's ITD equity super low here. So over one and a half is good. And Padilla minus 260 on the no scorecards. I mean, we're probably not going to actually make that bet. But like we said, I mean, I, I think it's like 85% chance of a finish for Padilla. And you had a lot of, you had a lot of thoughts about that fight after, after that. Jeez. Look, I looked at the, looked at the props while you were wow, talking. Yeah. Amazing. Good, some good Thanks. points though. Overs, I think yeah. is the way uh, Kyle Nelson is an over type of fighter. So uh, that's going to bring us to the first fight on the prelims. Well, the last fight on the prelims, actually. Uh, Lupe Godinez taking on Elise Reed here. Odds for this one. Lupe favored minus 440. Elise Reed plus 330 here. Uh, this is our, what, uh, second of four women's fights? Holy shit, guys. Love it. You're, you're starting. Oh, sweet. So uh, this fight, in terms of uh, uh, side, sides and stuff like that, I don't really got much for you here. You know, Lupe's getting steamed. So... For me, this is probably my bathroom break fight of the night. All respect to both ladies. I love Lupi Godinez. Famously, uh, my co-host here called me in the middle of one of my bets being, you know, uh, taking place. And this guy calls me to to say, hey, Oz, we need a we need to lay the hammer on Lupi uh, opener on against uh, 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 Angela Hill. My bet loses this stupid ass bet by Martian loses as well. Um, thankfully I didn't even Should never need to. And and this guy never ever ever touted another bet to me ever again. Um <laughs> so so I kinda I, I, I both like Loopy for that and I hate her for that because it but it's just a hilarious thing. It was um, hilarious. I remember wait, first of all, I called you and you were like, Oh, Campbell rocked him. Ooh. Yeah. You're like, what was you saying? And then and then he got knocked out. You just hung up. You didn't say shit, just hung no, up. No, because <laughs> you yeah, I pick up and this guy's just saying Dude, you need to get on bed online right now. And I'm like, you're calling me to lay like minus like 190 on a 80. You know, women's MMA chalk. And this is the kind of shit that you gotta deal with when you got a, you know, a dumbass like this, like freaking goes against his you know, and then and then he's like, I give up on women's MMA juice. It's like he's with like a like a girlfriend, like a like an ex-girlfriend. You're just going back and forth. An abuse, do I lay abuse, this juice? An abused do one, I, yeah. Do I lay this juice? Do I not lay this juice? And then he just, you know, talks shit about these women fights. This guy's got a major problem. If there's any MMA freaking therapist out there that like they they know about MMA, call me. Let me know. Cause I got a guy, I got a lot of guys I can actually refer her to. So they, they need to get the women need to learn sure. some about MMA. That's the untapped market right there. Wait, why um, can't why can't the therapist be a man? It could be a man, dude, but I'm but I'm I'm not that's not what I'm talking about right now. I'm looking mm. I'm looking for the other side. All right. We're trying to right, uh, right. we're trying to tap into the talent pool. We're trying to the expand doctor, the, the pool. doctor Melfi. There's a lot. MMA. There's a lot of these guys, Martian. So the thing is they have a, a a rule that is like, oh, if I know you and I know him, I could only be one of you fucking therapists or something like that. Right, right, right. Okay, here we go. Uh the Godinez, uh, by decision. I'm on Martian. Be... No one cares. No one cares about. Oh, okay, God, yeah, yeah. Godinez, Godinez what? Is decision. I, I think so. Uh, she kind of right, cool. sucks at finishing. Awesome. Uh, her, her the odds on the, her finishing props sucks. Uh, so I'll go decision. Uh, enough. I'll about go. I'll, I'll go under. Under. So I'm going under. Really interesting. Well, Elise is, certainly isn't finishing her. So why not just take uh, Godinez ITD? Famous last words. Come on, bro. Elise Reed. Next fight. She couldn't finish. Uh, she couldn't finish a taco on Mexican Independence Day. Okay, next one. Um, Neither could you. Next fight is in the what division? The middleweight division. And last last uh, main event 
just proved once again the same drum that Ozzy and I have been beating in that order. That middleweight is the greatest, yeah. the, the greatest division to exist in MMA. And this fight proves it. Um, shout out to our boy Val, who who said uh, it was supposed to be it was supposed to be Alex Hernandez versus uh, who? Uh, Chris Curtis. Remember? Chris Curtis. Chris he was Curtis. like, uh, and then he tweeted weeks ahead of time. He said, "Oh, it'll be great when this fight turns in a Roman Copula versus Josh Rem." Somehow predicted exactly. Oh, um, I know that, that was nice. going to be. Yeah. So um, that guy could only predict bad bad things. So he <laughs> yeah, that's why I like him. Um, pessimist till we die. So anyway, Kopilov is minus three fifty five here, guys, and I can tell you that that is certifiably wrong. Josh Fremd is the side, is the bet on this one. He is a value bet right here, probably the value bet of the the month of September, honestly, because they're giving you three to one on a middleweight fight. Josh Fremd is the better grappler of these two. Kopilov is not good on bottom. I don't love Josh Fremd's wrestling. It looked pretty bad against Josh Pickett, but you can't ignore the fact Jamie that Pickett. once... Yeah, uh, what I say? James? Josh. You better oh. put some respect on his name, bro. Yep. Uh, so... I'm just staring at the name Josh on Frem right now. So at any point, if Frem gets on top, he he's going to be on top for a while, probably. Yeah. Uh, and the the striking here, you know, it definitely favors Kolpilov. He's a six slick southpaw striker, good body kicks, really fast on the feet. But it's not like Frem is going to be completely blown out of the water here, honestly. So um, it, it's middleweight. It's a high variance fight. I like the three to one dog on this one. Uh, and it's an easy value play on Frem at these odds. I agree, especially if you get the three to one, three plus three ten. But what I like also here, I like three bets on this fight. I like Josh Frem on the money line. If you get three to one, or once you get three to one, you know, shop around or whatever, maybe wait for it. I like um, the fight to, to go over two and a half or go to the distance. And wow. I like potentially Kapalov, uh round three. Round three. So. I feel like that covers a lot of iterations. They're all nice plus money. We can have a nice ticket there. So we got a lot of ways to win that bet. Right, Martian? We win. If it goes to decision, we win. If Josh Frem wins by decision, we win a lot. If um, Popolov finishes him around three, we win too. It's like nine mm. to one, right, I said? I... And, and then if it's a decision, boom. So Josh Frem is not. Is, I don't care. You, I don't care. Josh Rum is not finishing Roman Coppola. That's the problem. Sub, you know, this guy, he's sub. got, he's got better. No, he's not submitting him, dude. Could be very well. He, could be he, bro, he, he took two rounds to fucking submit Cedric Dumas. Dumas doesn't know any grappling. Roman Coppola has Tell been that to Cody Brundage, bro. Cody Brundage sucks, dude. Well, Dumas. Dumas, and, 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 I've, I said Cody Brundage is fight. on the same level as, as Josh Frem almost, more or less. No, come on, bro. They're don't actually are. They, don't disrespect dude, they're, they're BFFs, dude. Don't disrespect I do agree that Josh Frem is the right side, but like Martian, if, if Josh Frem submits him, you still win. Yeah, no, I'll, but I'll take. I'll be on. <laughs> no, I'm saying Fremd, you're on those. I'll be on Fremd sub here as well, 8 to 1. What's that? 8 to That's not a good price, dude. Mm, that's good. It's real good. Eight to one is it. not a good price, dude. It's real good when you think about it. Because um, he 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 was not able to be held down that bad by Darayev. You're acting like his grappling is that bad. It's not that nah, bad. He got fucked up by Darayev, and dude, it, it took Darayev everything. But Darayev's a bum. Him. We know that now. Not at grappling. Mm, pretty much everything. He's a bum. 
Um, you, but, you would uh, take. You would take. You would definitely take. Uh, I would take friend over drive. Yeah, I would. You should max my friend here. No, no, no. Just a value bet. Um, okay, next that fight is no going to be. Next fight is going to. It'll be like uh, somewhere in between. 0.75 and one unit on fremd with a little bit of sub as well sure so but you understand if you're rating if you rate those guys like that you that from no it's gonna be at that. least a unit at least a unit actually i'm sorry at least a unit so um next fight is an absolute certified banger one of the most exciting fighters in the history of the ufc also happens to be zero and four with four uh finished losses uh but that's beside the point daniel lacerda taking on edgar shirez odds for this one have shirez minus 235 uh da silva lacerda plus 200 on this one your turn to start this one off cringe um I like uh, I like Chires by submission here potentially. I think you get like a I think I last saw it was like four to one, plus three eighty something like that. Um, I didn't really look at this fight too much, you know, in terms of analytic punch punch kick analytics. Um, not too sure about it. Um, I just feel that Chires like, I mean honestly he looked bad against Tyra, dude. He didn't like some of his reactions. I didn't love, but he just goes for it. And Daniel Lacerda. You know, once he starts wilting, I just feel like a submission is very possible, especially for, you know, for a fight that people think is, you know, under all these kinds of things. It's not like freaking uh, Chira's got, you know, crazy power and shit. Like club and sub, I feel in flyweights a lot of times are good. And this guy will go for a submission, you know, and he's looking for a performance bonus for sure. So I'll, I'll take the submission. So I've got some thoughts on this one. So people um, obviously have finally caught on about Lacerda that he has a gas to fight about one round. Um, yeah, no, one round. That's how much gas he has. But they're at the point now where they seem to be fading him and betting him no matter who the opponent is. And it seems betting like... Betting against him. Betting against yes. Him. Um, I said fading him. Okay, sorry. Um, so... There are some guys like Molina and Altamirano. Okay, I understand. But then, like, figure, I mean, figure it was slight plus money. Um, but, I mean, Vergara, I had doubts about Vergara going into that fight. Like, I'm, are we really sure that Vergara is good enough to to make, you know, minus 250 seem super easy here? And it turns out he wasn't. I mean, he got nearly knocked out, like, three times in the first round. And, you know, he had to go through absolute hell. And he did make it through there. He did uh you know we'll go on to win the fight and dominate the second round but uh, some referees could stop that fight in the first round i mean fergara w- was was fucked up and that just goes to show you that lacerda in round one offensively he is dangerous he, he is completely defensively void his cardio sucks he doesn't know how to manage a pace but in round one he throws offense and i think against shires in round one here i think he's going to be there throwing heat and i think he's going to be landed and i think in the first round it's going to be a complete toss-up type of fight, maybe even favors Lacerda. Now, if you're not the type of fighter who wants to wait for live bets, I understand maybe taking some Chires before the fight. But for me, I'll be watching the live line here. I'll be looking to see, uh, is Chires weathering the storm? If he's if he's absorbing shots and he's not looking like he's going to get knocked out, obviously you're going to bet Chires live because Lacerda will gas out by round two. Uh, but this will be this will be a fun one. I honestly think, 
that Lacerda might get his first win here. They're clearly giving this guy a, a fifth UFC fight after losing four by finish in a row because they know he's entertaining. I think it would be a little bit of like a, a redeeming moment for Lacerda to win his first UFC fight here. So I'm going to pick Lacerda to win the fight. Uh, I'm going to do it. Uh, and it'll be by round one uh, knockout, I assume. Right? So you're going to play him as well? You're going to play him as well? He's plus like 180. We'll see. He's plus 200, actually, Ozzy. Um, so let's see the odds this one. KO one 600. Mm, I think I bet like Vergara him like plus 2,500 round one or some shit. So not exactly great odds on that. But yeah, Lacerda, I think, is going to do the damn thing. That's going to move us along to the next fight in the women's flyweight division. Tracy Cortez, Jasmine, Jazz, Davidius. Odds for this one, a near pick them. They have Cortez slight favorite minus 119, Jasmine minus 101. Two-way action coming in on this fight. It's a very even fight. And I have a bet on Jasmine here. Just a one-unit bet on her money line, plus 106, I believe. And, you know, I could I could definitely see Jasmine getting taken down and getting her back taken here. Cortez uh, does take backs. I think she does have the better ground control of the two. But I think Jasmine is the better striker. I think she's the better wrestler. And I think she's the stronger, more physical fighter as well. So... I just believe that Jasmine has a, a little bit, um, you know, bigger margins here for winning these rounds. I think that, you know, the fight could go worse for her early on, but she could turn it around. Well, I don't see the same for Cortez. You know, I think that if Cortez is feeling the strength that she's the smaller woman in there, she's getting taken down or getting outstruck. I just don't think Cortez has that same dog in her. Uh, and I think, you know, Jasmine honestly does. Um, I just think she's the meaner stronger woman i think she's going to win the fight because of it uh coming off a big win over maverick cortez coming off a real long layoff right she's only she's fought once a year for the past three years and her wins in the ufc are abysmal vanessa Mello, stephanie Eger, justine kish melissa Gatto. Vanessa Mello, no slander bro come on gatto's okay but the other three total bumps i mean kish Arguably, could have won that fight. Um, Kish is no. ranked up in Bellator, dude. I don't know what Kish, you're talking has, about. Kish has leveled up. Kish is literally better now than she was. Kish is take, ranked, dude. I would take Kish in a rematch. So uh, that's enough about that one. Uh, this is a great fight to pick a side, boys. Great fight to pick a side. Oh, yeah. And my side oh, yeah. is Jasmine. Oh yeah. So I got I got Tracy Cortez. So I'm a, you know short and sweet. I got Tracy Cortez. I'm gonna pick her in this fight. I just feel people are overrating. You know, the, the Miranda Maverick, uh, you know, performance. I've always been low on Miranda Maverick. I mean, you obviously saw that she's a head case when she's yelling at her coach, Elliot Marshall. And, I mean, her ground game is just not, like, her bottom game is just not good. You know, Macy Barber, when she, she was able to, like, get a takedown of her or something. I don't know. I just feel like I don't think that her, I never thought that her grappling was very good. Um, And Jasmine just bullied her and put her on her back. This girl's going for arm bars to her back and shit like that. Tracy Cortez is, is just a whole different fight style. So she's, I think, way better when she gets on top. I think um, uh, Jasmine's going to have a very hard time if she does get put down and getting back up. Um, I think on the feet, you know, she's kind of sneaky quick and, you know, throws actually good, uh, some good power shots. And um, what's her name? Uh, Jasmine kind of just comes in with her chin chin up in the air and stuff like that sometimes, kind of void of defense. And, uh, and you know, Maverick's got no power. Like, Tracy Cortez will buzz you a little bit. She'll, she'll, she, you know, she got that Mexican power uh, from, uh, from her hips, you know, if you know what I'm saying. So, um, yeah, I think I better, like, minus 115. I think uh yes, I make her I make her the favor here. Um I wouldn't even be surprised if she had if she did get on this girl's back 
if she found a submission, but probably not. It's probably going to be a decision win. So. Yeah, the 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 over is so juiced here. It's crazy. Minus four hundred mm-hmm. for the for the over. What is her sub line? Uh, probably like seven fifty. That's not bad because she does take backs. Um, I think she will have the better ground control when she gets it here. So, um, next fight uh is a fight two UFC uh, two guys making well not their debuts. Charlie Campbell making his UFC debut. Mm-hmm. Alex Reyes making a mm-hmm. comeback after mm-hmm. four years. Lightweight division. Charlie Campbell is the favorite minus five twenty five. Alex Reyes plus four hundred. Your turn to start this one off. Who you got? Yeah, interesting. So you got Charlie Campbell in this fight. You know, so uh, so Campbell's from you know the Sarah Longo camp. I think you know he's had a uh, you know he, the fights that he did have in like CFFC and stuff like that, and uh, and even that one Bellator fight. I definitely think showcased a lot of his uh, you know his skills and his attributes. Right, he he throws a lot of volume. Um, he he fires in a lot of leg kicks. Um, you know, stays long with his strikes as well. Um, and he's, he fought a decent, you know, level of competition, I thought, overall. You know, so obviously he got caught against Chris Duncan. Um, so that's that, that loss there. Um, it was a quick fight, but even in that, you know, in, in those, uh, that, that one, you know, a minute and a half or whatever it was, um, a lot of, a lot happened, right? Martian in that fight, so you're like, holy crap. So interesting matching up here with a guy like Alex Reyes, who. Guys, that was right the down- fight we were, that was the fight we were talking about where I called Ozzy about the opener, by the way. Yeah. Um, so, so we got Alex Reyes here who he's got like 13 wins, right? Only by finish, right? So he's never been the distance, um, has that big layoff and he's going down in weight, right? So I think probably naturally he was maybe a smaller guy and wasn't cutting weight or I don't know, maybe it was for the opportunity and stuff like that. So big unknown on his side of things. Now, would you, you would think that he's going to look to grapple a little bit here, Martian? What do you, how, how do you feel about that? Um, I have no, uh, analysis. Right. I'm sorry. Perfect. Yeah. So I, I would think he looks to grapple a little bit, you know, um, Campbell, he actually fought a guy who, uh, his other losses to a guy who, when I tell you guys, I, I trained with this guy since he was like learning MMA, like jujitsu, like I taught him jujitsu, this guy, Anthony Newton. So if anyone can find that fight, I watched it. Um, his one, uh, his one loss. I watched it. It's uh, the most crazy wrestle fuck you'll ever see in your life. And this guy wrestled like one year in high school and trained jujitsu with me. And uh, and he did that, you know, a bunch of years after uh, we were training actively. But uh, but that was really interesting when I had saw it because I was like, wow, like it, that, that, you know, it was just an insane performance. But I'll tell you that uh, Campbell has a great gas tank. You know, it was hard for him to hold him down. Um, this guy was just gorilla strong. So if you you do see that fight and you know have any feelings about it, you know he's definitely a legit wrestler. Um, so I just think that this fight's probably gonna finish um early, you know, because uh, Campbell just gets off to such a great start. But I don't really love maybe uh, uh parlaying it here. I think Campbell though is gonna be a good bet against some guys that they match him up with in the UFC. Definitely solid dude, trains hard, good camp, and uh, and definitely ready to get after it. So. Campbell's my pick, but very random fight, but I do think he's going to get a finish here. Yep, should be. Campbell should be under one and a half. Uh, at the money line, though, I mean, there's just too much unknown, and it's such a low-level fight that, that plus four. It's not a low-level fight. Not a low-level fight. Yeah. Um, the uh, 
yeah, I mean, who the hell knows what to expect from Reyes? He wasn't good four years ago. I doubt he made any improvements. I'm surprised he's still even on the roster, honestly. Uh, he is fighting exact. Oh, no, bro. It's not even four years, bro. It's six fucking years. That's crazy. It's exactly six years to the day from when he got knocked out by Mike He has Perry. been in his pictures. I think he's been in camp like Moreno, like training with whoever those people are. So. Yeah, I don't know what the hell he's been doing. But, um, yeah, should be Campbell under one and a half. Honestly, the under one and a half is probably still value at this point. Campbell just fights like such a madman. Uh, that long layoff is not going to be good against an opponent like Charlie Campbell. He's not going to have much time to, to acclimate back in that cage. So that's going to bring us to the last fight on the car, which is a prelim in the women's strawweight division. Josephine Nutson taking on uh, Marnik Mann. Odds for this one have nuts in minus 800 man plus 550 <laughs> did not watch any footage on these women it's a disgrace that this fight is in the ufc uh fourth women's fight on the card that is also a disgrace uh so uh yeah any thoughts on for you here um i saw marnik man like way back i guess i feel like even before she was set up with um with the contender fight that she had i said and i was like man like i i don't know i I just find it crazy she's in the UFC. But I just think this fight probably goes to distance, honestly, man. Like, I just feel it's going to go all three rounds. Running man is, she fights like a little bit of a crackhead. No offense. But, uh, you know, I've just seen a few in my life. And uh, I just see it's going to go to distance, dude. So even as minus 155, nuts in. It's just like she, like, works into the fight a little bit. She, I don't really think she has, that, like, really, like, knockout power. And, man... I just think uh, she'll probably survive, but probably would honestly. Just looking at that, probably laying that juice. I don't know if it's that good, so maybe just try to play man by decision at like a pick 'em line. If you want, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do because I'm committing to uh, betting the first fight of the night every card from now on. That'll be my pick for the fight. Yeah, I I agree. Nuts in decision minus one ten. All right, that'll do it. So that brings us to everyone's favorite segment, the FMK segment. I just jotted down my bets for you. Um, they're going to be all props. Uh, you want me to give them to you first? Damn, Damn you've, been, you've been killing it on the prop side of things. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Let me, let me get them. All right, three lines. I know you're interested in here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you weigh out which one you're going to FMNK. First one. Jack Della Maddalena versus Kevin Holland fight to go the distance plus 140. Mm -hmm. ne next fight, Daniel Zellhuber versus Christos Yagos fight to go the distance plus 135. Last but not least, Fernando Padilla taking on Kyle Nelson fight to go the distance plus 180. So JDM GTD Ooh. plus 140, Zellhuber GTD plus 135, Padilla GTD plus 180. Mm -hmm. Okay, so out of those, oof. Oh, that's tough. All right, so I think I'm gonna fuck the, um, mm, I think I'm gonna fuck the Padilla, uh, the Padilla Nelson goes the distance. I just think that one's gonna be the most fun. I think that one's gonna be the best sweat, right? Because it could be a Nelson could get finished in the third round. Either guy could kill kill each other early. So, um, so yeah, I I kind of like that one. Uh, I think that one's that bet is the most fun. And it's got a, a great chance to hit and be a nice uh, a nice cash. Um, I'm gonna marry the Randy or not the Randy Brown, the Kevin Holland, uh, Jack Della. Jack Della goes a distance because I just think an another one's gonna be all action affair. Definitely want action on that fight. 
Um, and both guys are potent, but I just think both guys, man, are are, are just so solid and good and, and well-rounded um, that uh, they could cancel each other out and they could just give us a fight of the night or fight of the year contender there. And then, regretfully, I'm going to kill uh, the last one, the... Uh, Zahuber, yeah, because you made some good points, definitely. Yagos has a history, and Zahuber might be, you know, growing into, you know, the golden boy, right? I think it's like his nickname, um, and, uh, and, and you know, looking to springboard into, you know, uh, uh, a, another big fight from here, right? Because Yagos only fights tough guys, right? They set Yagos up with a fucking tough guy, the tough guy beats beats him or whatever it is, and then, you know, the, the guys kind of get propelled, right? Armin, freaking... Uh, who who's some other guys that he fought? He fought a lot of tough guys. Yeah, Moises, whatever. So, all right. So, Martian, coming right back at you. Okay. So, I'm gonna mix in some money line and some, you know, uh, uh, props. So, I'm gonna give you Kevin Holland. Okay. Plus, uh, let's go one one twenty one twenty five one thirty. You could get on some bucks. So, Kevin Holland money line. Okay. Grasso versus Shevchenko going the distance. Okay. Minus uh one twenty. 125, I guess you could you could get in some bucks, 130. And then lastly, Daniel Lacerda himself. You know, every the 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 better is main event or, or, or the prelim main event, maybe for some at a plus, you know, 210, 205. So FMK there. Go. I got it. I got nice. it right off the back. Okay. Um, I'm gonna be marrying the women. Uh, going with tradition nice. here, marrying the women fight Pop to go the up. distance. Um, fucking, you know who likes to have a good time? Daniel Lacerda likes to have a good time. Uh, so we're gonna fuck Daniel Lacerda plus two hundred, and then uh, I'm gonna have to kill Kevin Holland. Unfortunately, never Ooh, been a be big tough. Holland. Tough to never, do. That's gonna be tough to do. Never been a big Holland fan. Probably lost money on his fights a lifetime. To be honest. But um, God, that's what I got to do. Marry the women. Fuck Lacerda for a good time. Not a long time. And uh, oh, the Holland, black man. kill. Yeah. I mean, the thing about fucking Lacerda is, you know, it's not going to last more than five minutes, too. <laughs> so, like, that's a good amount of time to be fucking. Right. So you could you could you could you could you could slide that in and still be ready for the cold main and the main event. Right. Right. Round round to two. go the distance. And yeah, nice. Perfect. All right. And um. That'll do it. We got uh, one more UFC event next week, and then I think we got like two weeks off or something like that. So, oh, I love it. Get your um, Halloween costumes in those two weeks. Go to the, you know, pick the apples, pick the pumpkins. You know, get it, get it together. <laughs> plan, plan ahead of time, guys. Women love a man who plans. So, plan ahead of time. Don't, don't wait until Fiziev is, you know, on his back. You know, or or, or uh, Gamrat's in north south on. On uh, on Fiziev to to then be like, oh my god, let me plan these next two weeks. Do it now. Mm, that's good, great advice there. Um, we're in the midst of NFL season. The birds uh are getting it done. How the Giants do Oof. in the first game? Oh lord, I don't honestly, Martian. I I wouldn't uh wish that as the first game of the year on prime time on on my worst enemy. I'll mm. tell you now. So um, tough defense to go against. Uh, you know, you know, week one. That they've been getting ready for us the whole year. That game was insane, though, dude. That was such a that was the craziest back to back in like one stadium I think has ever happened. And you know, just like a crazy ass. All three New York teams lost so bad in week one because we got our ass whooped. The Jets won, but they lost. 
and the Bills fucking what what the fuck was that? So all yeah. in the same stadium. I never have I seen. So I'm calling before. it the worst week in New York since 2000. And all on 9/11. Yeah, basically yep. all happened on 9/11, dude. That was they should have offered that parlay like all well, the, uh, New York the Jets won though. The Jets won though. They ended up getting winning. Obviously, one of the New York teams had to win there, but they fucking lost, dude. Right. True. True. <laughs> Overall, yeah, with with a boy. That was a crazy, crazy week one, dude. This you know who else lost? Scripted, lost dude. on uh, Monday night. The anti vaxxers they lost. Uh, yeah, <laughs> with they their, lost with their boy Aaron going down. You know who won? <laughs> you know who won on Tuesday night contender series? Oh, we did. Shout out Peru. That shout was out, good. Shout out, shout out the syndicate JT. You know, uh, uh, Don Kelly. Yeah, Don Kelly. Shout out. Keep chopping wood. Let's get this win this weekend. End it, Martian. Go ahead word word we out of here thank you all for listening i hope you all win some uh bets enjoy the fights this weekend we'll see you all before the next ufc event next week peace out everyone